summer is a time for teachers and students to recharge. Rest and relaxation is part of that, of course, but there are also some formal opportunities for both to re-engage during the summer. And one of those opportunities is at Jinx High School today. It's called Engage OK on the Road. And we're joined live in the studio by Oklahoma Superintendent of Public Instruction, Joy Hoffmeister, taking part in that event at the home of the Trojans today. Good to see you again. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Can you tell us about Engage OK and what's going on in Jinx today? Yes. Well, it is a time where the State Department of Education is going to teachers all across the state. We're visiting seven different communities, so we're in Jinx today. We'll have about 1,300 who have registered for the professional development, and we're going to be delivering uh, over 100 breakout sessions of professional development to get our teachers ready for the new year. Like what? What are some of those sessions? Oh, from working with students who have reading struggles and have um, dyslexia uh, to actually working to also help with some classroom management with maybe some behavioral issues that students might present, help them to engage and be ready to learn. So the, these are sessions to sharpen an educator's skills. That's right. Stay up with science, uh, the best evidence that we have uh, to provide. And also um, there are new laws. And so from time to time, there's also updates in how, in fact, um, all students this year will be uh, from Kindergarten, first, second, and third will have a reading um, test like they do normally when they enter the classroom. And if they are not on track for grade level this year, they'll be screened for dyslexia. I, I scrolled through the, the long, like you said, 100 different sessions that they can pick and choose from today. And uh, while some of it was Greek to me, some of it, <laughs> some of it was very relatable, I thought, mm -hmm. in current times. Um, and I, 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 so I know the answer to the next question. And I, I ask it half kiddingly because I know the answer, but I think you'll understand why I bring it up. No sessions on social emotional learning, no sessions on critical race theory. Well, there's actually social emotional learning is really about how you have students learning to compile their own, to have self control um, to be able to have the ability to sit still and listen uh, or to connect with teachers and we have to meet kids where they are because of of trauma that a lot of our kids experience at home uh, or in their past and um, they're they're coming if you think about it this way the world outside the classroom impacts the world inside the school mm -hmm. and so we are actually working in a whole lot of ways to address that um, but that's what it's called, but you wouldn't maybe see that name. Yeah, that phrase has, that become, phrase a, has become a, has a loaded negative phrase. connotation mm -hmm. to it. And so obviously, same thing with critical race theory. What, yeah. what is the status of that? Yeah. I, 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 what, do you, I, what do you even call it? A, a curriculum? It's not even that. It's not for not for K through 12 anyway. That's right. So that that is uh, something that is not taught in Oklahoma public schools. However, um, we do have very robust social studies standards, which start at pre-K all the way through high school. And um, we do have uh, now, since I've been in office, uh, the teaching, the explicit teaching of the Tulsa Race Massacre. Mm. And it actually starts all the way down in elementary school where we talk about neighborhoods. And we've incorporated the Greenwood neighborhood as well. Mm. As a person who was a full-grown adult before he ever heard of the massacre, thank you. For, me and me that. too. That was my story, and that's also yeah. part of why it was wow. important. And the sovereignty of our tribal 
nations. That is there too. We're talking with Oklahoma Superintendent of Public Education, Joy Hoffmeister, also gubernatorial candidate Joy Hoffmeister, who of course switched from Republican to Democrat to run for governor. You know we got to talk about sure. the race a little bit. Uh, you were following, I'm sure with interest, the spat between Governor Stitt and Superintendent Dr. Deborah Gist last week. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's really a distraction from the important work that's happening uh, to meet the needs of children in Oklahoma and Tulsa, particularly, that have great challenges. Uh, Governor Stitt has some kind of um, fixation with Dr. Deborah Gist, um, and uh, we certainly know that this is distraction from his own record. He has, he's got some, he's got some splaining to do <laughs> of his own, and sometimes what you see is politicians that point fingers in other directions it's to avoid talking about uh, the commission of the land work or the work that we know the federal government is investigating him and his secretary of education on how they spent federal relief dollars that were earmarked for governors to use for school kids. And of course, people brought bought uh, game consoles and Christmas trees and there was TVs. very little oversight. It was, it was epic on steroids, <laughs> if you will. So uh, Jen and I were talking about this last week because we, we have this thing called the open mic on our app and people leave us comments and sometimes they're spot on, sometimes they're way off base. But we've noticed a trend. People equate Joy Hoffmeister and Deborah Gist almost as the same person. Have you noticed that? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the governor's problem. Uh, because he's attacking <laughs> both of you. That's what you're Strong saying. Strong women. Oh, mm. I see. What does what that you're saying. say? Okay, okay. I guess you're you're telling me no that that you haven't encountered that that her policies get aligned with yours in the minds of voters. You know, I think the most important thing is um, that. Tulsa has um, the kind of local control over decisions that they make, and we know that uh, Deborah Gist is one who found this issue and brought this forward to the public. Uh, just like any time you would have a need for uh, disclosing any kind of funds that it, or, or personnel issue that needs to go before a board. It seemed to do the right thing. I know that uh, she contacted the State Department of Ed also to keep us apprised as this was developing, and then it was exploited. Um, in fact, the cost for an audit that is uh, done by the state auditor, which the governor called for, um, is going to be between 30 thousand dollars and it could be upwards to 150 to 200 thousand dollars Tulsa Public Schools will have to pay for that and the amount that we're talking about here was less than twenty thousand dollars and there were no state or federal funds uh, that were a part of that so this this just seems to be a uh, attempt by the governor uh, to distract from his own record but also I think it's an abuse of power so as you were walking into the studio here, you probably heard me talking about the Uvalde report that was mm. issued by the Texas lawmakers yesterday. 77 pages of just jaw-dropping narrative about what happened in Robb Elementary. Uh, the governor did send out an edict to review uh, school security in Oklahoma. Give us your summation of, of the status of security in general in Oklahoma schools. Yeah. Well, it's always important for a governor to be focused on uh, student safety. And yet this, this governor is, is pretty late to, to this kind of focus. Uh, over four years ago, uh, we have, I did, I pursued uh, multiple federal grants 
to be able to have a greater security uh, level all across the state. And we were able, we were awarded grants from the Department of Homeland Security and the U.S. Um, Department of Justice. And so we were able to build out an entire new office of school safety and security and begin a layered approach that follows the kind of evidence-based strategies that include behavioral risk analysis, mental health supports, as well as looking at each physical site and securing that, uh, hardening that target. Also, um, using digital technology, where we now, in the palm of the hands of every teacher or school personnel, have the ability to, not just with active shooters, but keep children safe from medical emergencies, physical hazards. And all of that has been implemented over the last four years, and we're now credentialing people and just had our very first micro-credential of those who have passed through a series of 16 hours or so of training. training to be certified on their uh, district staff. So there's a lot of work to do, but my goodness, when you see what did occur, uh, the breakdown in so many levels is just uh, heartbreaking. And, and we know that there's vulnerabilities no matter where you live. So I'm actually interviewing the different superintendents or the directors of safety and security for each of the school districts within Tulsa County. And I'm noticing that some of the topics that you're going to have at this event in Jinx, de-escalation, crisis prevention through positive communication. Is this something that's going to be, I know it's always been on on your mind you know, with yes. school security, especially in the last 20 years with Columbine. Yes. And, but is it going to be a more of the for, of forefront? Yes, you know? and, it, and it has been for the last... Um, really four years that we've been implementing these strategies. So uh, we are doing um, as much as we can possibly do. But, but think about it this way. We had to go out and receive these grants federally because we didn't have that at the state level. And they do have the expertise we need to count on, but um, we are grateful for these grants and we'll continue to pursue that. Uh, But we need to keep this kind of focus long after these grants are finished and keep our kids safe in school and those who serve there. Last night in the mall in Greenwood, Indiana, it was a good guy with a gun that stopped the shooter before he could kill more people. Three people died uh, and two were wounded. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about arming teachers? Well, we already have a law that allows for school personnel that are CLEAT certified to have that kind of um, provision. And that's actually utilized more in some of our areas where they are 30 minutes away from the nearest law enforcement. Um, But the answer is not to arm teachers. The answer is uh, to ensure our teachers have the resources they need to connect with students. And often it is the relationships that teachers build with students where they know when something is off or there are concerns about um, issues that when they can provide the kind of referral or care or support that is needed that we avoid uh, harm to oneself or harm to others. I, I'm going to end this with my favorite topic. Uh, as you can see, I'm wearing my union band, oh, yes. band staff shirt here. I am a 40-year-plus band geek. Uh, um, speak- the biggest one you've ever met. That's, oh, that's terrific. <laughs> Superintendent <laughs> Hoffmeister, how important is music education to the development of a child? Oh, it is everything, and it is so important. It is what helps us round out a, um education that includes um, – obviously the arts, but when we think about a full, robust, 
world-class education, music and the arts have to be a part of that. Test scores are higher for kids who study that They music. absolutely are, and they are more prepared for the future, but they also, uh, it, when you're a part of th- the kind of work that in music or band or uh, vocal music, in fact, we will have a drum line here uh, this morning as we uh, open up our sessions, That's and uh, the Jinx um, High School Choir will be there as well. Cool. This is where students can find belonging. Um, and and they are more likely to be engaged and persist and graduate and also acquire the kind of discipline that, you know, music lessons bring when um, often, you know, I had four kids and I remember what that was like when, you know, you said you will play your instrument. Yes, you will. <laughs> and, I used um, to make my dog cry. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so much that goes on even with, um, frankly, uh, music is sometimes therapy if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, it's, it is part of a great education and we have to fight for it. That's why I'm still involved. It's therapy for me. Uh, <laughs> That's Joy how Hoffmeister, I felt about art class. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Super Dad Hoffmeister, it was very good to I ha- appreciate have it. you back on the show and enjoy your time at Jinx today. Uh, we will. And thanks. It's great to see you. Tulsa Public uh, Instruction Superintendent Joy Hoffmeister, also gubernatorial candidate. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.